Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Alap Podcast with Bengali Mental Health Movement. I'm Ansha, and I'm here today with Tyros. And today we want to discuss part one of our part two episodes on the perspectives of parenthood in the Bengali community. Today, we will be having a special guest, my partner, Farzan. We wanted a different perspective outside of our moderators into the aspects of parenthood. Farzan, thanks for being here today with us. Hi, everyone. I'm Farzan. <laughs> Welcome. What brought you in today? Uh, to share, um, you know, my perspective about parenthood or fatherhood, I should say, or not being a parent. Yeah, so to give that perspective, which yeah. I don't think many people have in general because a lot of people want kids more so than not and yeah that's me so today we wanted to talk about yes parenthood and also our experiences I guess in the Bengali community about how the aspect of parenthood comes up in our conversations and our expectations with our families and like throughout generations and I know for me as a woman that's kind of been like pressured on me since I was really young um so not so much that like okay you have to be a mom tomorrow but like a lot of things that I was doing it was a very geared towards like the motherly role so like oh like make sure you know how to do this um or that because like you're gonna need it when you're a mom but I don't think anyone actually ever stopped and asked me like do you want to be a mom I don't think I even asked myself that until really I think until the pandemic and like I guess before the pandemic started that's when Farzan and I got married so I feel like you don't even you're not even able to have that transparent conversation about parenthood until like in our community you're married and it's like not taboo to talk about in general because it's like the next expected thing um so I guess, like, how do you feel, Farzan, about how parenthood came into our conversations after we got married? Like, whether it be from family or friends and, like, that kind of expectation. Like, or maybe how is it different from maybe when you weren't married, like, growing up? It's a loaded question. I mean, all of this came up recently, right? Because most of it was a lot of my family's having kids now and... We uh we started talking about kids because yeah our the people around us were having kids or are having kids um, and we're newly married COVID wedding a year into it and we never really discussed it in the beginning right beginning of the pandemic yeah yeah no like I feel like once the pandemic started it was there was a lot more people that were having children in the pandemic because right. maybe a lot of moms were like work for like for me it was a lot of moms that I knew personally um that were like started working from home so maybe like it was easier to be pregnant instead of like being physically at work or like commuting or even like for the safety of the pandemic um so that's when it got highlighted more um but i guess it's more of like what did you witness in terms of like our parents or like who were around in terms of their conversation with us? Well, it's more so just, you know, all directed towards you, right? I mean, I, I don't, I think my mom has asked a few times and I personally just like step up and say, this is not a conversation that we need to have right now. And it's annoying, you know, it's like, 
it's a very personal thing, I think. Like, I think it's disrespectful to ask somebody, like, to have children or, or when you're having children or any of that sort. I mean, you, don't, you also don't know what that person is going through mentally or what's happening in their life or possibly have some genetic disorder that they can't have kids ever. So it's kind of a, you know, a triggering question. But before I got married, no. I never got, no one ever asked me, oh, when you're having kids. You know, it was only until I got married that all that pressure came from. Obviously, as a male, like, I don't feel that pressure. But you guys as women get that all the time throughout history. It's not just now, but yeah, it's a hard thing to deal with. Fyros, what were you going to say? I want to just highlight, like you guys bring up so like a lot of great points. I think one aspect is that maternal instinct that many people think that as women, we naturally have, right? Because we're women, we can bear children. But what does that even mean? Like, because we have maternal instincts, that necessarily means we have to have children to take care of, you know, people? Is that our sole role? You know, there's so much that goes into that. But I also find it interesting that, like, Frazan, you're saying you, you this, the question came up for you only after you got married with the, with having kids, where I've had, I've had that question since, I, I don't know, maybe since I've, like, hit my mid-20s and I'm not married and they would phrase it in a sense of like oh well you need to do this in order for you to have children as if it's not a choice anymore and when I say they I mean you know family so the Bengali community M mostly not coming from my direct parents which is great but like aunts uncles whatever things like that and people that are not even close with me saying these things yeah like casually yeah, I mean, because, you know, who we're talking about don't have any boundaries in the begin, like, mm -hmm. to begin with. So, I don't know, I'd like, we went to uh, an event this past weekend, and yeah, same thing, like, I've never seen these people in my life, and just crossing boundaries left and right, like, super personal questions, I was like, what's going on? I was going to say to mention like how our like wedding planning is not about wedding planning but oh because you're gonna have a baby yeah, yeah like that's a good topic wait what do you mean your wedding planning they wanted us to do a reception like immediately after our nikah because they thought that she would get pregnant and then at the reception she would have a baby or like a belly oh if you waited a year yeah yeah, yeah. or even like not even a year but like any time point like it's it's a heavy concern that yeah. people will ask us and like I've heard it asked to my other friends too that maybe had like only the religious ceremony done and they haven't had the reception and yeah it's just it's hilarious because I do have my boundaries with the people who are asking me so I kind of just like give it back to them and I'm just like oh yeah like my child is gonna be the flower girl like you didn't know that like, I was like, I don't care if I show up to my own wedding with a child. Um, again, right. that's with, like, the taboo of our community and our culture and everything else that goes in it, like, that a child out of wedlock or something like that is, like, frowned upon, which is, like, not okay at all. And in this case, it still isn't even out of wedlock. So it just, overall, you could see, like, the point of the conversation is just, like, 
trying to say like, oh, when are when are the children happening? And like we've had not like super long transparent convos about this, but it's more so just like, okay, like we definitely aren't family planning right now or in the near future. Um, and like we don't know if we ever will. So like with the topic of being on like not having children at all as a possibility, like Firos, I know we were talking about this the other day. So like, how do you feel about like possibly ever telling people if like children is not like your personal choice? Like, do you ever have a conversation like that? I don't know what your opinion is or anything, because again, it's rude to ask someone, hey, when are you having kids? No, I think, you know, I'm so glad that we were able to discuss this like on a personal level before, you know, recording as well, because it does impact us, you know, as women and they're like almost 30s, we'll be turning 30 in like ugh, four weeks. <laughs> but it's, you know, I'm, I'm glad we're also bringing up the pandemic because it's really changed my life in terms of my own perspective of parenthood. During the pandemic, both of my brothers had their first child. So I ha- I got a niece and a nephew for the first time within two weeks, and they're two weeks apart. So that all happened throughout the pandemic. And they are, honestly, they're like, they're, they're my world. They're most beautiful, precious things ever. But it got me thinking in, in terms of my own life, right? So just to back up, like, I was fortunate enough where my parents, like, both my mother and my father never pressured me to have children. But they did pressure me and they continue to pressure me to get married. But that could be a whole nother podcast. <laughs> but um, the children aspect, they never pressured me. And I sincerely believe it's because they, they think it's my own, my right and my choice to decide if I would want to have like children. I also believe that because they have two other sons and they both have kids, it's, it's okay. Like they're already grandparents they don't necessarily need to be like fulfilled with grandkids. You know, they, they already become one. So it takes, honestly, some pressure off of me. But until I became like an aunt to my niece and nephew, it got me thinking of, wow, like I, I love them with my, you know, with my heart. But I don't think it's for me. At this moment, I can't say that I would want to have my own children. I started having conversations a bit more with my friends, both male and female, like more so like South Asian friends. And it's interesting because my male South Asian friends are so, no offense for son, <laughs> but it's like, they're so offended. Like, how could you, Firoz, not want to have children? Stop saying that. Yeah. But my female friends are like, no, that's cool. That's cool that you came to that decision. Super laid back. But my male friends have this whole issue with me as if they they can't believe it. They think that I'll change my mind. They think that I'm BSing them. And it's not just one, it's multiple. Or like, oh, when you find the right person, as if a man is going to change my decision. (laughs) So that's been coming up for me a lot. And it's like interesting to see that dynamic where like, you know, my female friends, I mean, I think they can sympathize because one, so some of them are mothers already. So they can see like, yeah, I've been there. Don't recommend or, you know, kidding. But like, they can obviously sympathize. Like they've been experienced it and they understand that, you know what, this isn't for everyone. But my male friends that have these opinions 
are the ones with no kids and no partner. I thought at least some of them would have kids. No. Why don't they have kids yet? They're not, I guess. They should just create them from the sky. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So all this is coming out and it's just making me think like, wow, I... I'm, I'm getting so much stigma from my own community, from people like my own age, people I grew up with, about my own self-determination kind of autonomy decision to make about either having kids or not. And it's, people act like it's impacting them. It's like changing their life if I decide not to have kids. And that's essentially a, like a replica or parallel of like what's happening in our bigger community in the Bengali Binger community, right? So it's not just our, like, aunts and uncles and parents. It's cl- it's clearly people our own age in our own community. Yeah, I think it's also, like, when all of this is expected from us, from such a young age, it's, like, so embedded in our communities that it's going to take a lot more work and, like, way more conversations like this to even break out of that chain of, like, either not wanting children at all or even like the aspect of waiting so i like you were saying that for zan no one even asked you until you got married which is like insane and i believe it i completely believe it but it's like actually hearing it out loud right now where it's like versus Firoz and myself who it sounds like we've been battling this and like defending ourselves for so long in our entire life it's so clear what the difference is and I mean do you have male friends or like anyone that like maybe you interact with who would say similar things like I guess to what the males have been telling her so we I don't know that's a hard question because first of all like when I'm talking to other guys I don't talk about this stuff in general partly because that's who i am like i don't care what you do or if you want kids or have kids or you know that's your business so i don't even bring that up to engage in that conversation but i don't know it seems like no offense with some of your friends questionable possible delusion i don't know it's hard enough to like try to focus on our relationship and it's only been a year and then like to even think about adding a a child a baby another human being like i don't know i think it's ridiculous Yeah, and especially people, I mean, you know, I don't want to sit here and sound like what I do is superior than others, but given the fact that we've gone through as healthcare workers, the things that we've seen, the things that we've heard, like I I said this, I was on a a call recently, um, but people were shocked when they heard me say this because so many people have been, you know, like they were either unfortunately, um, let go or aren't employed during COVID, right? But I've never worked more than I ever have in my entire life than I did in 2020 and 2021. To hear people question like my decision when they aren't healthcare workers or, you know, like have seen what's been going on in this world, like how it, to me, it's alarming, you know, and I I really, I hope like we can make a, you know, we're making a big disclaimer here, like, we're talking about our own perspectives, right? We're not spe- saying that our perspective is correct at all. Most of you that have listened to our podcast know that, you know, I am a clinician. So my perspective is going to like vastly differ from yours. But I view this pandemic as a place of like, why would I want to bring a child into this world? Sounds very cynical, 
yes right now, but it's just scary knowing everything that I've witnessed and I've heard and I've seen. Like It is scary and like we're still in it. And again, this is like not to say like, oh, this podcast is here to like discourage you from having children or anything like that. Like I know some of the most like beautiful in and out people who are parents and it's like all of our parents even included like everyone had to go through so much and like you know it's really a selfless job um and it's 24 7 and it's forever it's a commitment and I think it's it's nice and relieving to even think that I have this option because honestly I never even thought I had an option to not have children Mm -hmm. and that's like insane to me that I'm even like coming to terms with that that that's even a choice and I know like aside from our South Asian communities in other communities this is actually normalized like from the get-go like for example I know many individuals who are white and they actually are in the age group of like 30 to 40 And they were actually taught to have children later in life or maybe like once they finish a certain degree or school or like become more secure. And it's not something that they ever even question. So I think like that conversation is like slowly changing within our communities. And I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with being a parent, especially if that's something that you consciously choose to do. It's just worrying when there's so much of this like conditioning around this topic where like, you know, uh, it's worrisome that a lot of people and I, I do know people in this situation, whether it be personally or through other people or just anywhere where like, you know, maybe they did have a child because their parents kept asking them or it was like out of guilt in terms of like, oh, like our parents are getting older you know we get that all the time like oh like i want to be around for your grandkid yeah yeah the guilt trip of death that is used (laughs) but i i think i discussed this with you before but it's like since you know the beginning of time like how women were viewed and i mean it's just until now like recently that perspectives are changing and a lot of women aren't getting married aren't having kids at a you know a younger age because of education which totally changes everything right like you want to focus on yourself because you want to be somebody right you don't you're not limited anymore i mean obviously it's not full-on equality still but the option is there right right you know like that's what we're essentially speaking on of not feeling stigmatized manipulated guilted into making choices that we don't necessarily want. For people that, like you said, opt in or like, you know, make that conscious decision, that choice, because they are in a partnership, they have the financial security, stability, all of that, and they decide to bring a child, amazing, beautiful, you know? And even with that, I think we talked in another podcast how like breaking those cycles, teaching them differently than what you were taught can completely change our next generation. That is an incredible task. That's something, you know, to be very, very proud of as a parent. But going back to even having that choice to become a parent, that's what, you know, this whole perspective is what we're trying to discuss of just not feeling less than because I chose not to have kids or I chose not to, you know, be married or insert whatever.
I wonder if also like how many people are getting married under the pressure of already thinking that they have to create a child. So like how many marriages are also being created under the intention of only pertaining to parenthood? Because also like in our community, how many people do you know that's consciously a single parent who maybe went through like freezing their eggs or like a donor or a surrogate? Like that's really not talked about at all. It's still the whole idea of like a complete package is a marriage with a child. And obviously, of course, that's like a whole nother topic and conversation. It like all ties in together here into how like we're trying to discuss the aspect it can be and you know children are so beautiful and they're such a gift into our world and I mean we have a niece and nephew as well and they are so adorable they when I see the world through them I mean it, it's actually so magical and it's so refreshing because like you know they literally will see like a snowdrop and it, it's like the coolest thing ever and i'm like oh my gosh i want to be like that because yeah. instead in my head i'm thinking about climate change like that innocence and like that just like beauty of like seeing everything through a child's eye like i actually could visualize it when i'm with our niece and nephew and at the same time after like four hours of hanging out with them i am so tired and I'm so happy that I could return them to their beautiful parents. And I'm like, all right, see you again, like in a month or something or whenever you're free. And I mean, like when they want to nap, I want to nap. And I just think like we've all been through so much that I mean, we're still like raising ourselves, basically. And I'll, how many of us were like acting as like pseudo parents to our own siblings growing up? I mean, it just like kind of like never ended with like immigrant communities. And you know, there's a lot going on about like healing your inner child. And I'm thinking to myself, like, how can I heal also my inner child when there is a child with me like you know yeah. and not to say that any of these tasks are impossible or not happening it's just like my perspective on why I'm choosing currently at least to not focus on being a parent or like family planning and you know like this is with of course the privilege of even assuming that I would even be able to have children like I don't even know that aspect because you know, that's a whole nother aspect of like education that we were like tying into even before that there's such a lack of sex education or even conversations around how to have children. I mean, there's this one blogger who was actually putting out podcasts on like fertility and like ovulation and your period, like your menstrual cycle. And honestly, there was so many South Asian women that were responding to her podcast saying that they didn't know what ovulation was. They didn't know what the window was to conceive. And like, I'm thinking like, even as a healthcare worker, these things are not even super transparent. And I mean, in our community, this was never talked about. No one ever told me like, Oh, ovulation is when you can have a child. They were just like, Oh, you're going to be a mom one day. You also can't date until you're 45. <laughs> right, yeah. The, oh, my God. This is, like, TMI, but the first time I went to the gynecologist, I, like, made everything by myself, made the appointment, got, you know, insurance coverage, all that. My mom, you know, asked, like, where I was going, and I told her, and she's like, why are you going to the gynecologist? And I was, like, 20, what, 22, 23? I was way past the age where I should be going. And mom, like you're the one that should have told me years ago that I should have gone. 
So because they have this stigma of like, oh, you're only going to the gynecologist because you're having sex. And that's obviously, you know, it's a sin in Islam. So there's so much that goes into it. Like, I mean, in the community, if we if we start going to see healthcare professionals at a young age or even like the appropriate age, let's not even say young, but like we would, we would be educated. We would know more. I would know so much more about my body and how it's operating and not think that something's wrong with me or, you know, uh, come to these like conclusions where it's completely inaccurate. So I think all of that is, is involved. Yeah. And then it's like crazy because this whole perspective is like totally opposite yours. Like, you just knew growing up, like, you could make a kid only one way, right? Like, there was nothing else. You don't have to have a cycle, nothing. I mean... Yeah, I mean, I learned a lot in the past year. <laughs> I mean, like, in general, like, because obviously we have to talk about it because we're not trying to have a kid. <laughs> so I don't even know if people have this conversation within their marriage, to be honest with you. But the whole ovulation cycle and how many days, and I don't know. It's just my privilege as a male. Like, I don't ever need to think about any of that stuff. But when you said about teaching stuff in school about pregnancy and everything, I think they should also teach the realistic numbers and what it actually takes to raise a child. I, I know they throw on like $10 million from zero to 18 or it's a million dollars a child to raise but with fortunately good careers it's still a crazy amount of time and money that goes into it especially if you're just got married and are trying to like you know explore the world after the pandemic is is done yeah or even like exploring our relationship um because like it when another human is going to come into our dynamic that changes the dynamic and I think it's like an unpopular opinion that like your marriage will change after children. Um, it's kind of yeah. like, I feel like it's swept under the rug or like, it's kind of just like, oh, well it's expected and that's that. But what I've learned lately is that, cause like I actually follow like a lot of mom Instagram pages because you know, even though I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to have a child right now. I'm like kind of like reading on different perspectives. And one of them is on how it really is very important to make sure you have time for your partner and your marriage ultimately at the end of the day, even when you are adding someone into the dynamic. And of course, it's so much easier said than done. And we are not parents. And I still like can empathize with how much time and energy it takes to even raise a child. So, you know, it could easily be on the back burner, like your marriage, when you're adding in a new um, person to your dynamic. So I feel like that's important to speak about as well and like I appreciate that that's what we've been transparent about and like you know we're learning about each other in so many different ways every day and there's so much more to learn that I kind of want to just focus on us and like I feel like that's not really verbalized or shown as like something that could be okay to do or like people may see it as like selfish like oh come on you guys are getting older or you guys will be fine like I've heard that so many times oh you guys will be fine you guys will manage and it's just like okay but like I don't know if I want to just manage or just live by
like people always say like, oh, your life's going to change after kids, but don't worry. But I'm like, I don't know. I like, what about the other conversation where I don't want it to change? Maybe I don't want to be in the suburbs raising a child and putting them into bed by 8 p.m. because I am happy right now, like going out with my friends and, you know, having like the freedom to travel wherever I want, not worry about the school year starting or something like that. Like, of course, there's going to be sacrifices you have to make. And I think like the problem I run into when I have these conversations with people is that they're trying to convince me like oh it's not going to be that bad like you'll manage and I'm like okay but I'm trying to say I'm sure I can manage and I'm sure we would be able to be great parents but I don't want to have to sacrifice a part of my life right now or maybe ever and that's the thing that I think should be okay. So we just wanted to say as a reminder that this is part one of our part two podcast series on parenthood and hopefully soon we'll be recording another episode on um, another perspective on parenthood and we also want to just re-emphasize again that this is only our personal experiences and this is not like representative of what you might be feeling or will ever experience. Um, it's just these taboo topics that we wanted to mention in our community and we feel that are important to highlight. And it is definitely something that's not really talked about um, from ranging to the conscious choice of not having children or not, uh, not wanting a family in the near future or if ever and kind of like the education piece that comes around it and how it ties into our mental health. We also want to remind you to look out for polls that we will be putting up for part two regarding the topic. And we also would love to hear feedback from you on if it was helpful for you to have a male perspective discussing this topic with us today. And we really appreciate all of you, your support and everyone who's listening to us. Yeah. And thank you so much for Zan for coming on. I know it's not a an easy task to, you know, speak about your experience with mental health with, you know, just being a, a, a newlywed and being asked your experience of when you're having children and all of these conversations. I think we all really appreciate the honesty and the vulnerability it takes to discuss these topics. And if we don't talk about it, I think people will continue to question if they think they're decisions are you know foreign or just in their eyes wrong when we all know they're not like we continue to have these discussions and conversations to interrupt this cycle of stigma especially in our Bengali community so really thank you for coming on and just sharing what you've experienced thank you for having me honestly it's a you know, it's hard to talk about these things, but you guys obviously have a great platform for people to come and openly express their opinions, which is great. And I think the more we talk about it openly, the better it'll be for our community. Thanks, everyone. Thanks.